after I graduated from college, I went back to Nashville, to the place I had studied, to visit some friends. And while I was there, my good friend Christian invited me to go mountain biking. Christian was a professional athlete who competed in distance running and cycling events, marathons, road bike circs, duathlons, all that kind of stuff. As you can imagine, that stuff pays really, really, really well. (laughs) So to make ends meet, Christian also worked at the local bike shop of an outdoor, the the bike part of an outdoor store. Um, He was friends through that job with all the professional cyclists in the area. So when he invited me out, I knew I was in for a challenge. (laughs) I had spent the previous five months in Kenya and had not been on a bike at all. (laughs) I hoped that they would have pity on me. They hooked me up with this amazing mountain bike and some cycling shoes, and we drove out to the hills outside of Nashville. When we got to the parking area, everyone started tuning their bikes and testing them out by riding around. And just watching these folks ride around the cars, I knew I was in trouble. (laughs) They were like riding up onto logs and I saw one guy hop onto a fence and ride along the top of a fence. It was absolutely ridiculous. They were doing wheelies, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, soon we started off and down and out into the hills of Tennessee on this tiny trail. As I've mentioned before, these hills are densely forested. You cannot see 50 feet away. You can maybe at eye level see about 35 feet. So you can imagine my discomfort when we hit the trail and Christian said, follow me. (laughs) I had no map. This is long before GPS and even cell phones were ubiquitous. Follow me, he said, as we sprinted off into the woods. For a good five minutes, I did just that. I followed, I stayed within like a bike's length of Christian's back tire. We we rode over logs and sprinted through straights and wove through all these twists and turns on a single track trail. At seven minutes, I was about 12 feet back. At eight minutes, I was about 20 feet back. At 10 minutes, I was searching the trees for flashes of color and following vague sounds to try to guide me along this trail. Very soon, I realized I was alone. Alone in the woods with nothing to guide me. For the next 40 minutes, I rode so hard, hoping to find some trace of these folks, or maybe, maybe that they would have mercy on me and like stop and (laughs) realize that I was not behind them this whole time. (laughs) They did not. Eventually, I found my way back to the cars, and I was exhausted. I couldn't think straight for like the runner's high that I had, but I was okay. I had made it through all these trail crossings, and I learned something very important that day. Following is not easy. (laughs) Following can be very hard, especially if you don't stay close by. Following 
following something great is a rare opportunity. You have to stay close. That is the lesson that Simon and Andrew and James and John seem to understand today. These two sets of brothers are fishing with their dads. Jesus comes by, says, come with me, and they go. Maybe Simon and Andrew weren't catching much. Maybe John and James were tired of mending nets. But however you put it, these men left everything and went with Jesus. Does anything stand out to you about the description of how they went? Any words? Say it again. Immediately. Immediately. Mark's favorite word. Matthew is clearly borrowing this account from Mark's story of Jesus and his following. Matthew is going back to the oldest source he has about this event. He copies it and pastes it almost exactly. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. This story doesn't need to be changed. It is consummate discipleship. It is the epitome of following. Before they lose their opportunity, before Jesus and all that he has to teach them disappear into the woods of life, these men go. They follow. They stay close to Jesus. And Jesus is off and running. He's teaching and curing sickness He's restoring people to psycho-spiritual health and to physical health. Jesus is not waiting. Jesus has work to do. If these, these disciples want to be part of that work, they need to keep up. That doesn't mean that following Jesus is about worrying or about hustling harder or fretting. It means that being a disciple means going with the flow, being ready and willing to respond to the Spirit at work in and around us all. Now, even Jesus' earliest disciples who got up and left everything were not perfect at this following business. Story after story, we see them fumbling their way through the God-love life, right? Following is clearly a not about being perfect. It is about being willing. Being willing to respond to the Spirit in our times. What does that look like for us? What does it look like to follow Jesus as we wrestle academia, as we prepare for life after school, as we plan our careers? What does it look like to follow Jesus as we feed and clothe our kids, as we pick up dog poop, as we do the dishes and try to get some sleep? How do we follow Jesus in our times? That is a question we address here together in community week after week. Ninth-century Japanese poet Kukai said, Do not simply follow the ancient masters. Seek what they sought. 
If we want to follow the legacy of Jesus, of MLK, of Mother Teresa, we have to seek what they sought. We can't just parrot the things they did or try to be someone we are not. We have to seek what they sought. That is the true form of discipleship, following the spirit at work in our place, in our times. We have to stay close to the spirit. The spirit is moving Fast, But if you stay close, here's what you will see. The sick will be healed. People will change their lives for the better. Yes, you will see people very sick and you will see people die. But you will also see people live. You will witness the miracle of life. Every aspect of it. Birth. Growth, struggle, failure, triumph, peace, and deep, eternal love. Seek what they sought. Seek love eternal. Seek love eternal for our LGBTQ sisters and brothers. Seek love eternal for God's children who seek a better life in a foreign land. Seek love eternal in a country whose democratic liberties topple. Seek love eternal in a country where systemic racism is prevalent and as prevalent as it has ever been. Seek love eternal in a frontier town sandwiched between the ocean and the mountains in academia. Seek love eternal everywhere. God is calling you, inviting you to follow. To follow love eternal unfolding in the here and now. So go, follow. Follow closely and witness life.